What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson. I'm your host with the most, so have a toast. We will talk a couple of things, a lot of things being said. Um, Kevin Durant's situation just got real. It's back on, I mean, it's always been around, but I'll tell y'all why it wasn't and, you know, things. Also, um... A lot of, uh, you know, come on, we, we got Nova news because it's so hot right now. And I, I, I kind of like detail a little bit into that. Um, what we think about Donovan Mitchell possibly hitting the Knicks. That's always, it's, just a, it's a lot of scenarios in that. Um, the Eagles and it's a lot of, um, down play on Hurts. I think I got to get on Hurts more. I'll get to that. I'll definitely get to the Hurts situation. Um, sports is big. And this this uh, coming around, it's just a lot of things I like to talk about. The first thing is, um, okay, we look at these teams. And we look at, okay, the, the possibility of Donald Mitchell going to New York is high. They are aiming towards him super huge. But... Um, and teams are trying to get big. You know, like I say, the Lakers, they want to, now they want to play around Anthony Davis. They want to revolve the offense around Anthony Davis, which is smart because, you know, Davis, the people say they won't make the playoffs again. Come on, man. Davis is an all-star. One thing you're talking about, he's a Hall of Famer. One thing you're going against is his injuries, man. That's kind of crazy. You know, you're thinking, oh, he just won't be there. When he's on the court, look at his numbers. So you have to be scared until he's hurt. That's it. You're, you're predicting that you won't have to worry about it because his injuries. Oh, he'll just be hurt again. When he's on the court, you're in trouble. Um, LeBron James is still the best player in basketball. Everybody talks this. I mean, it's crazy. You want to say, go, oh, Steph, Steph Curry. Oh, let's. Jokic, no, none of them have even been, like, listen, as good as Curry, he's never been dominant as much as, he's never been dominant, he's been a good, great player, he's never been dominant, he's had great seasons to where he was unbelievable, but dominant, no, dominant, nah, MVP seasons, the, the, the first one, that was close, you know, he was, he was, you got, you got to give him a dominant on that one, because he was like, shooting the lights out, unbelievably and the, the way he was doing it that was a dominant season i have to go back that's a dominant season to me because you couldn't stop him i mean he was just shooting everywhere i mean he was but after that i mean even the second mvp season he wasn't dominant you know you look at the numbers but you look at the play that year things was different man things was different things were very different everybody clay thompson draymond everybody could they had a great bench Contributed to that team. Um, but dominant? Nah. This is... Iverson was the closest to being dominant as a little man you're going to get. It's the closest you're going to get. Not even Kyrie Irving was dominant. What I mean by dominant means this. Year in, year out, you are that player that they just cannot stop. You just every game... 
you're just killing. Obviously, was averaging 30 as a little man. He's 5'11". You could not stop him from scoring. And let's just go on. I'm taking the rules part off, okay? Whatever. The rules, this and that. We know the rules were harder. I'm not going to compare that because that's not, that's not his decision. But Iverson was getting banged up, man, and he still was scoring 30 a game on you. That's dominant. There's nothing you could do. Curry obviously showed up in the playoffs countless times, man. You knew he was that player to stop. Curry don't do that in the playoffs like that, man. You know, you get to a certain point, clutch time, over with. Now, last year, yeah, he did his thing. But look, Curry always needs that help around him. Jordan Poole emerging was unbelievable. Now you got to stop Curry, too? That's not going to happen. You know, you had players on that team that helped. You know, Iverson, this is truth be told, man. Nobody on that team was firing shots off. So we're just talking about dominant. Um, LeBron James. LeBron James. Like, every see, last season, oh, they were this bad. But he still was dominant. Could not stop him. Just had nobody else to help him. He was dominant. He could not stop LeBron. Russell Westbrook is going to be a different player this year. You have to, as a coach, you see a Hall of Fame player. You cannot hinder his skill. He he did not roll with Vogel's game plan. I mean, I guess other people could, but he had 17-7-7. He had a lot of bad games. As a coach, you got to know how to coach a guy back into their confidence. He's not. Oh, he's a Hall of Fame. All Hall of Famers have the same thing. You keep them comfortable, though. Things are different. When you kick them out their zone, that happens. I mean, if you're a Hall of Famer or not, <laughs> that's just real talk. You can talk about Russell Westbrook all you want, but every team he went to catered to Russell. Every team he went. Listen, when Russell was with Houston, they catered to Russell. They even changed the whole squad. You know, which we you agree with it or not. They changed the squad, made it a small ball lineup just so Russell Westbrook could eat. Went to Washington, the same thing. It was all Russell. Now you come here, there's another more dominant. You got two guys, dominant players. He's played with guy. He ain't played with LeBron James. He, he, listen, that's, that's why I tell people, you can say all you want about, you know, you can say all you want about James Harden. He had Chris Paul. He had Westbrook. He had Carmelo. He had Capella. Them guys not Embiid. None of them. As good as Chris Paul is, he's not dominant. He's not. No, he's a great guard that makes everybody better, the team better. That's what he did in Houston. But he wasn't dominant enough to push the envelope. Like, this is a dominant player that Harden is playing with. He gets accustomed to this guy. It's going to be trouble. Once Harden gets in, he's in, the, he's in the gym. He's playing with MB. They're getting together. They're playing. They're knowing each other. This is going to be trouble for the league. And, and I'm not even talking about Harden scoring. Him being a, a facilitator to a guy like MB, when you got a second guy like MB, he's never played with no guy like this. He's like, oh, Kevin Durant. He was on the bench. He didn't even get to be. He wasn't even that Harden yet. He was on the bench. What are we talking about? So the same thing goes here. Russell Westbrook gets the custom, starts over, recognizing the mistakes he made, and he gets back with LeBron. They all want to make this work. Now this is the time where Russell Westbrook, more than any time, has to really, he really learned how to play point guard because you got two alpha dogs, literally two alpha dogs he's playing with. I mean, 
When he was in Houston, Chris Paul, okay. But he's not an alpha dog. He's an alpha point guard, no question. But we talking about that alpha dog. I mean, these boys get the ball. When they get the ball in their hands, things are going to get different. You, you can't stop a guy his size, Anthony Davis. You got to learn how to cater to where he is on the court. You're the point guard. LeBron James, he can play off the ball. He can, he can play with the ball. You got to know. You got Westbrook didn't learn his team. He just came in and played Westbrook, and a lot of bad things happened. You know, not even playing within Vogel's whole concept. That's what it was. Vogel had to stop there. This is not the team for Frank Vogel. And and to tell you the truth, man, that might put his name in a whole different – if you couldn't coach LeBron the second year, you know, because you had LeBron. You had you couldn't coach these guys. Like the one guy, uh, I think Mad Dog, Chris Mad Dog Russo was like, yeah, well, this guy won a championship, so I just don't blame it. Right on him. He won a championship the year before. What does that mean? That means you're messing up right now. That tells you a lot about who ran their team. Who really won that championship. Now you implementing your style and what you want to happen. And it's not going good in their locker room. Your personality. That, that, just, that just lets you know as good as Vogel. I'm not saying he didn't do nothing to win that championship. That wasn't his majority. And this is just what. Listen, you can say what you want. Oh, yeah, injuries, but he's gone now. So, obviously, the locker room didn't agree with him either. Because if the locker room agreed with him, he would be there. LeBron be like, yo, it's not Vogel's fault. We need it. Believe me, Vogel would be there. So, they got a guy like Darby who's enforcing stuff. He's putting it on the table right now. People love him in the league. So, now it's just time to win. LeBron's all behind it. He's like, yeah, let's put it behind Davis. Let's run the offense through Anthony Davis. And you know why they're smart? Because you got LeBron James who you're not running it through. You got to watch. If you're running the offense through Anthony Davis, LeBron is going to be the, the second guy. He's definitely the best player on the team, but he's going to be the second guy if you're not. Run, you run the offense around. It's like Iverson. They ran the offense through Iverson. Now, you run the offense through Anthony Davis. What it does is make LeBron the decoy. Like he He's the guy you're going to have to worry about. If Davis is that, that's dangerous. That's a dangerous. I'm really anxious to see what the Lakers do. Um, we talk about the Clippers. I mean, I'm just ready to see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George get down. People are forgetting about their squad. Totally forgetting about their squad. I Man, that's gonna be a good squad. Um. Okay, let's let let now we crash land. I like Atlanta. Uh, I talked. I was talking to Rich Dollars. Shout out to Rich Dollars. Um, Dollars Unlimited, his whole brand. Watch him on Love and Hip Hop. I listen. I'm not as down on New York. New York probably just down because New York been down. They don't believe nothing to happen. They just tired of losing. I feel bad. If, I mean, New York is not just your regular city, man. It's not your regular city. Like this is a big market town. They don't want to see this. It, it, bigger than Chicago. L.A., New York, and Philly, them the last three places you want to see unhappy losing sports in any sport. That's just it, bro. That's that's it. So, um, I like Randall, man. Randall, you get a – the thing is they never had a point guard like Brunson. That's going to make Randall a whole lot better. It's going to make Barrett. This is – I kept on telling Rich, Rich, like, oh, he's not a game changer. He is a game changer. Y'all didn't have a point guard. That, that, that's what it makes it a game changer – from that point, like, if you don't believe he's not that type of point guard to you, I can't argue with that. 
I cannot argue with a person's opinion. But the fact is, this man has won what he did in the playoffs. And, and the fact, this is the number one fact. Y'all didn't have a point guard at all. You want to compare him to Quigley? All the other guys on your team? Because he actually did what Quigley did. He was on the bench first. And he earned that role. This should tell y'all something, New York, that you got a hard-nosed fighter. The what he did in the playoffs, whether they won or lose, this man won games. You got a guy that's going to go out there and play for y'all. Like, he's, he's just not going to sit back and pass. That's just one of the things he does that's good. He's going to be able to score with Randall, who y'all know can score. Now it's not no trouble on him or Barrett to be the one and two. Brunson's going to be that guy with y'all. So that's a good three. Obi Toppin is a very uh, talented player. Mitchell Robinson will be your defensive. It's good to have, in this day and age, an athletic five that can rebound and block shots, whether he, he scores or not. Can he take up space? Can he play the D? And he, Mitchell Robinson, man, that's my guy. Uh, since since he's in high school, that man can play, and he's proved that he's got a contract. So, you know, that's a good backcourt. I mean, it's really an intriguing team to think about. You know, I just want to see. The thing is, you know why I call me more intriguing? Because Tibbs knows defense. If he gets this team, this is this is the key. You're going to be different on the playmaking field, and you're going to be better in scoring because of Brunson. Okay, it's not going to put you in the playoffs. It's a lot of tough teams. They're going to make them compete. They're going to be tough next year. They're going to be tough. I'm telling Richie, they're going to be tough, man. But they got to play defense. I mean, look at Philly. Look at Boston. These guys, these teams play defense. Golden State, these teams play defense. If Tibbs can restore that defense in them, I can see them being the seventh seed. I think Brunson, he just knows playoffs. He knows to fight. He knows, like, he just got finished going to war. You got a heck of a player in there. And then New York, watch New York love him. I, I told Richie this. I was like, yo, he's a good, he's going to be one of the best. He's not going, you're just saying that because he's Villanova. I said, what is wrong with you? So I said to myself, what is wrong with Richie? What, we talking about basketball. I, I hate when people do that because I'm a person born in Philadelphia. I'm a Philadelphia everything fan. The first thing somebody say if I mention or pick anybody in any that is from Philadelphia anyway, you're doing that because he's from Philly. Well, look at their resume first. If, I, if I'm doing this just because he's from Philly, that means he ain't got no resume. I'm just doing it because he's from Philly. What's his resume? What's their resume? I was uh, it was this it was this post. It was this post, and it had Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, and Denzel, and they said one gotta go. I said Denzel. Now, like, oh, Denzel, I, like, Will Smith ain't, listen, and then I put on my, I said, listen, you could say Will Smith, I think that was ironically, because I'm not going to choose Denzel over Will, Martin Lawrence is my second favorite comedian, Eddie Murphy's my number one, so that, 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 a lot of bias was in there, but let's just keep this, I just wanted to be fair with the, the, the crowd on that one, look at their resumes, you Look at their resume. All of them. Like, every single one I picked over Denzel. Their resume is impeccable. Now, you might say something about Martin Lawrence. Like, cause if you had to pick the best one, best three, it's Will Smith, Denzel, Eddie Murphy. And Martin would be left out if you had to be resume only. But, nah, I'm not picking nobody over my boy Martin. And I'm not picking you know, Will Smith's resume stands for itself. Eddie Murphy's resume stands for itself. You know what I mean? So, that's just an example. But anyway, 
just want to get y'all one thing. Let's talk about um, the Kevin Durant situation. Travis Scott concert. It all started. <laughs> it all started. The Travis Scott concert. Because everybody knew that they was on bad terms, man. That the all star when they was picking the all star team, and man, Kevin Durant. I mean, she just she didn't pick Kevin James Harden on purpose, on purpose. That was bad blood, bad taste. So this was done to let people know that they still cool. Y'all have to look at this. I mean, I'm just helping the fans. You know, I had to check on some things, but me being an analyst expert like I am, the man leader. <laughs> I love my fans. So instead of just sitting back and then, you know, I get the news, I go fish it for the fans. I don't have to fish it. It'll just come back to me. Somebody called me, man, let's guess what? Man, they're going in after them. They're going after them. I went in. So, and I will never tell my like sources. And, Y'all crazy. I don't do that. Now, maybe if I see it on the net and then I say, hey, this happened, then I say it. But if I get it and it's not from them, not from a, a source that <laughs> I like. It's one of my confidential sources. I'm not gonna tell that. I'm not gonna do that. Even if I I post it before them and then they post it on the Twitter, how about that one? That happens a lot. I find out, then I post it. Then they say something. If they not saying nothing to me, like man, don't post my stuff unless you tag me to it. What do I care about y'all for? Some people don't post it. They just tell me, yeah, this is going on. They don't post nothing about it. They just, they'll put up an article about it, but they won't, like, post it like, oh, Kevin Durant is doing this and doing, no, they just put an article about it. The Sixers are after, but I done found out through them already. And I say something before I even get an article. Before the, sometimes it'll be three days before the article come out. They got, they got to do their article. I might hit people up why they doing an article and just post it out there. Yeah, man, they doing this, they doing that. Yeah, uh, or, or like this one. Yeah, the Sixers have been going after him for a minute. They just don't didn't know what was going on, which I'm about to tell y'all. When I made my calls, I made two of them. One call was to confirm that, you know, just with one person, what's going on, what they know. All I was told was, they, yeah, the Sixers, that's nothing new. They, they've been interested. They never went off of them. Then... He said, that's all I, I know that for sure. I just don't know about what's going on. You know, I don't know, but they, they, it's been in the air for a minute, but the Sixers have been, you know, until they put something on the table, they ain't really, they really been quiet about it, you know? So I called my other source for this source to get me more, more than the other usually knows. I'm like, what's going on, my man? He like family, you know, he's a professional. Been doing this for a long time. And I was like, yo, so what's going on? Is this, is this, is this, is this, is this, because I've been standing back. Because this has been heat in the Celtics. You know, the Suns fell off the radar because they you know what they're asking for. Suns ain't really, Suns ain't got it. Not for with Durant, you know, Durant wants certain people on the team. So, it's been the Celtics. Yes, the Celtics can do it. But that's just, it depends if they want to do it. Celtics, you know, it's a real big, you know, it's big. But the Celtics can't even just do it by themselves. Has to be other teams involved. Just people understand, this, this, this is the rant trade. 
from what I'm hearing, because I got to say that because it's not my, you know what I mean? I, I look at some situations, but other things have to fall in place. The Nets are asking for a big pot. But it's went down. That's what y'all don't know. It ain't, it ain't as big as it was. Um, the Joel Embiid for Durant thing is totally a lie. There's an NBA Central um, page out there, and it's a false page. It's not a false page. I, I let everybody know on Twitter what page is real. They did not ask for Joel Embiid. Let's just keep it clear. The Nets are not that stupid to even... Because the Nets really... Listen, let me tell you the deal that I'm hearing. The Nets do want to trade them. They don't want to trade them, but are super willing to trade them. It's not like they, they don't want to trade them or, or, or it's totally off the table. No, the Nets... The, the Nets are all in on trading him because Kevin Durant has came to him and said it. And now with him saying something about Marks, which I rolled with Richie on, another post he put, Sean Marks and uh, Steve Nash, which I knew was going to happen because you don't have a coach and you don't have a, a, a general manager. To see, you don't have a – Sean Marks is not in charge. It's not like he's just up there just playing pickup ball and playing – I mean, there's no way – Durant and Kyrie have to live with that on their legacy. That messes. Listen, that that, that might that ain't mess up their legacy, but it puts a dent. You got swept. How the heck did y'all two get swept? Kyrie with LeBron ain't get swept. Kevin Durant with the Warriors never got swept. What you want to say? Oh, these guys look at all the. No, they don't make no sense. You got two superstars right on the same team. They both have won a ring. There's no way you should have got swept by the Celtics. I don't care what they're saying. There's no way in hell you should have got swept by the Celtics. If you're going to get beat, there better be seven games. Y'all are Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Ooh, that, that, that just, and it puts a stamp on Nash's coaching ability. I think he should be an assistant coach a long time before he's a coach. You got to give him some assistant coach ability first. <laughs> like, for real. Like, that was so embarrassing. It's the most embarrassing I've ever... Listen, there's two things that, that, that it's embarrassing to me. Now, I'll say it. The Warriors being down 3-1, being up 3-1 on LeBron and losing 4-3 was embarrassing. How in the hell do you are you up 3-1? And then Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, he's the GOAT, no question, but... Everybody has a bad game, and he had a bad one when he said, "Oh, they didn't have Draymond Green." How does that? This is a team that beat the record. So you so Draymond Green intercepts all that. That that makes no sense when you got a two-time MVP and his splash brother on the court with the same deep bench that just won you. Like it don't take one player doesn't win seventy games. Michael Jordan himself didn't win seventy. Listen, Michael Jordan had help. That's it. Now, if you say, and my thing is this, Draymond Green, that's like Horace Grant not coming back. Bulls up 3-1. Horace Grant does not come back, or Dennis Rodman doesn't come back, and they lose 4-3. Do you see that happening? No. No. Phil Jackson would not let that happen. Michael Jordan would not let that. Not, if you lose, you Three to one? You mean to tell me you couldn't win one game? And, and Draymond was out. Let's just, let's just put this together. I didn't even emphasize that. Draymond was out one game. You couldn't win one game? That is a disgrace. You weren't the. You didn't break that record. You just snuck it. 
This also goes back to why some of the old school, and I'm against it. The old schoolers need to stop talking about the new generation. They're more evolved, more talented, whatever. But this is why the old school players get down on people. That example right there. Do you see a team from the 90s being up three games to one? And they are. They broke the record. Now, this is three games to one in the finals. In the finals. In the finals. That's one thing. Two. If you're up three games to one and you have broken the record, a team like that is not losing in the finals. They are the team. Sorry, Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan set that standard. I guess we need to see other teams losing the finals with the with the. With the I'm sorry, it, that's just logical. This one right here has to be the worst, most embarrassing loss. Ever because you know I, at least they made it to the finals and then they then they lost. This team couldn't even make it to the yo. This, this it's unbelievable to see what happened to the Nets. That was unbelievable. It, it was just totally mind boggling. I, I mean I was in shock. Four to zero on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That will always be. What do you, then we got, I'm telling you, I bet you right now on this podcast, LeBron haters. Oh, LeBron, um, LeBron was with the Lakers. Come on, dog. That is self-explanatory. But as I like, to, this is a podcast, so I'll talk about it. LeBron was on the team, totally non-talented. Where was his running mates at? Where was his running mates? Where was his coach? LeBron had an MVP season without anybody. <laughs> Straight up, that just lets you know how great he is. He had NBC without anybody. Those games that were won were run strictly because of LeBron. That's it. We get back, y'all. We gonna talk more about Kevin Durant. I want to save a little more. Slide back, man. We gonna talk about this Kevin Durant situation. We got more to talk on Violeta. Be back. <laughs> Yes, yes. And, and let's get on this Kevin Durant. For people want to know, can the Sixers, will the Sixers, scenarios, trade partners, we here. We here, baby. All right. Um, all right. Let's start first with the uh, Travis Scott concert. You know, they went out, they kicked it. This is that part. 
The Sixers didn't even know if Harden, if Durant wanted to come. Of course, the Sixers were deep dived into it, but they didn't really exercise their their will to get it done. Plus, they had so much other stuff. They had the uh, Eric Bledsoe situation. They they were looking at this, uh, you know, so many Matisse Thibault trade situations. They were looking at the Tobias Harris situations. You know, you know, you know, just looking into that. But they never went away from the Kevin Durant, even during the the Heat and Celtics. You know, stuff. They were still doing their homework. This Daryl Moore we talking about. I don't think y'all really understand what y'all talking about. Daryl Moore is close to the to, to um Howie Roseman's. We gonna get as close as you gonna get. This man's a willing dealer. He goes, you know, finesses the trade. He you know he 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 gets to know his players. He likes his players. He loves his players. Um, loves his coaches, and now this situation. Listen, they had to know if Durant really wanted to chill with Harden. So this this was all, you know, really worked out. Like, okay, let's just see if this happens. Let's just see if they're cool. If they're not cool, don't go down. Soon as y'all saw that clip, y'all didn't have to see no more. To see both of them standing together before you saw them go backstage and the 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 popping the bottle, they popping by, they 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 really wilding out. Travis Scott like he about to turn into a unicorn. He he start jumping around. I thought he's about to transform. I was like, what are you doing? I mean, they having real good fun in London. All right, that's two things. They went all the way out to the U.S. To, you're not going out with nobody in London. You. You might catch him in New York. You know, let's go to New York. Let's go to just go to let's go to uh out in Philly. Let's go to out in LA or something, you know. And and you know, a person could easily say, and this is just my this is just something to let y'all know. A person could easily say, Oh, well, they went out, it was all right. You know, uh well, that's good to see them together. But when they go out the country together, that's different, bro. That, that's you don't even need to hear anything else to be said. Because you, one thing you're not going to do is go out the country with anybody you really don't want to play with or you're not cool with. How about not not just play with? You're not even cool with. Like You can usually see somebody out in the U.S. and y'all can see each other and what's up, and then y'all just leave each other. That's it. Y'all not together no more. Oh, yeah. But that right there, you know, can really be interpreted big. But that's what it is. And that's what I thought before this statement even came out. Harden saying that he would still play. It came. It came out. If anybody's been following this, this is not nothing. I'm giving you breaking news on. This came out on social media. Durant would love to play with Harden, and they still friends. He didn't even have to say the still friends part. He said, like, "I want to play. I want to play with Harden. They my destination." Him saying they still close friends. That's all Philly wanted to know. This is what they was fishing for. They was fishing for this. They wanted to see them go out. Um, they wanted to see this happen. This was all designed to happen to see if this was really cool. Of course, talks was going on between Harden and Durant. That's, that's, yes, this was all designed to happen to see if they were both cool. And it happened. It happened. It happened. 
everybody had to know seeing Durant and Harden together. That would have been like, oh, you didn't see Durant and Kyrie together. You didn't see Durant, Harden, and Kyrie together. You didn't see Harden and Kyrie together. You saw Durant and Harden together. Because Kyrie and Harden are cool. They're cool. Even though Harden has some bad blood or whatever, but they're cool. But this, so so you could have easily saw all three of them, or you could have just saw Harden and Kyrie. This was designed to happen. Harden and Durant to see if he really was cool with them, to see if he would play with them. This all happened for a reason. So now Philadelphia is making their move. Now they're back on the table. Because why would you trade for somebody that really didn't want to play for the Harden? That's going to mess up chemistry. Now, what can Philly do? Who's on? I'm going to tell y'all the real deal. Only MB and, and Harden was not, is not on the trade block. I know y'all like, oh, it should be Harden instead of... No, bro, you're not going to do that. That's crazy. Harden was your big trade ticket. You just made the contract for him. Even everybody saying that, no, that's the stupidest thing ever to think. Just think business-wise. Don't think as a fan with, with, with uh, an infatuation with wanting to see Harden gone and putting Durant and B and uh and uh Maxi, which is big. That's a big trade, but that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna tra- <laughs> they're not gonna trade Maxi over Harden. I mean they're not gonna trade Harden over Maxi. That that's I don't care what season y'all saw. That's not gonna happen. That's ne- that is not gonna happen. For one, the Nets don't want James Harden. The Nets now they gonna want because James Harden dogged them. <laughs> they do not want. That's also not gonna happen. If the Nets said right now, give us James Harden back, do I think that would happen? I think Maury would think real hard. I think that, and, and and that's a good question, right? What if that happened? Like we want Harden back. That. Moy would not trade, be a traitor to Harden. That's not going to happen. That relationship is too strong for them to say we're going to trade Harden, and 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 we're going to get. You know what? I'm too sided on that to think about it. Because if, if Marks came through and said, "Listen, we want James Harden back. Y'all keep Maxi. Maxi plays point guard." We want Harden, Harris, and Thibault and whatever deal y'all got. That's interesting. Because a part of my mind is saying, if I'm a general manager and they say that, and I bring, and, I, and I'm trading away Harden and, 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 and Harris, that's big money, bringing over Durant. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Would I make that deal? Heck yeah, I make that deal. I'm, if y'all talking to Lita Johnson, that deal's gone. Putting Maxi there, put Durant, and it's over with. That is a whole different team. That that's a different squad. You put Durant with T.J. Tucker, and I think that's a whole different team. That big three is big, but sorry, y'all. They don't want Harden. That bad blood is bad. That is seriously bad blood. Like, that's bad. And Harden don't want to go over to the Nets. That's really, but I think Daryl Morey would be like, yo, Harden, 
It's not going to work. But would he? That's a heck of a deal. Like, listen, he did all this for the Sixers. Do you think that Daryl Morey would trade hard after everything he did for the 76ers? And knowing how bad Harden would be pissed off to end up back in New Brooklyn. I, that's another deal. I don't think that as much as I would do it, I don't think that's going to happen. Bro. I, even if they ask for Harden, I don't think that would happen. Now, what is it going to take? Who's enticing? It's Tyrese Maxey. Let, let, let's, I've been waiting. To, like, I've been kind of falling back because I know that's going to be a, a, all y'all hearts are going to drop. But that's the man. That, that's the guy who could make things move. If Tyrese Maxey is put on the market with Tobias Harris, these are two guys you know are going to impact you instantly. Then Matisse Thibel, it's not you're getting the all-defensive player. You're getting one of the best scoring power forwards in the league. And you're getting one of the young rising stars in the league. Like that, That's it. Now, whatever Sixers have in trading their first-round picks. Now, we talk about draft picks. If the Sixers wanted to throw draft picks in there, the Sixers have two second-round draft picks in 2023. A first and second-round pick in 2024. First round pick in 2026 and 2028, and also one in 2029. Now, we just stopped right there. I say 2027 because it's the second round pick only in there. Uh, and what I didn't mention is also a second round pick in 2028 and 2029. Now, you, you add those up together. The Sixers can throw any of those picks in there. You're saying, oh, that's just, they won't take, they won't take it. So you saying the franchise wouldn't take four first round picks. Once again, 2024. 2026, 2028, 2029. That's four first-round picks. That's if Philly has to throw that in there. It's going to be a multiple-team thing. So, um, one player or two players, I can see them taking, both taking, the Nets taking Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. Matisse Thibel could go somewhere else. It could be other players uh, put in there. Look, Shake Milton is, is spicy to get. Furkan Korkmaz can be thrown somewhere in the deal. People say, oh, he's not nothing, man. Y'all do not know basketball. Like, like nobody's, they're not expecting this man to be the sick. They're expecting him for depth. And Cork Mines can shoot. He can score. Other guys just moved ahead of the depth chart of uh, Cork Mines. Then you get in the playoffs. Who are you playing? Like, who are you Who are you playing? Shake Milton, out of all them guards, has proved more than Cork Mines has. So, Shake is going to get that time. That's what happened with that. All right? Um... You know, you had that. That was really the three guard rotation. You know, you're looking at the guys who got time. So now we they they love the gay Cork Miles contract. The league knows about Cork Miles. You put him with the right team. You put him with the team that's going to give him time. Cork Miles is going to score. Cork Miles also improved in defense, but God, he's not better than Shake Milton. Sorry, it's not better than Shake Milton. Then you got a young guy like Isaiah Joe. He's about he's going to take his spot. Now, let's also look at that. Isaiah Joe is an enticing piece. I mean, if they're asking for people, somebody could ask for Isaiah Joe. Like I said, Shake Milton's another one. Okay. Paul Reed's another one. Charles Bassey's another one. Jaden Springer's another one. These are all guys that could be asked for. George, George Nyang. George is Nyang. George is Nyang, good shooter. All these guys can be asked for. These are entire. These are p- players that have been productive. Corkmise, you want to talk about what he did? He's been productive. We, we ain't talk about his slump. We know what he can do though. 
So, and he's a, a experienced player. A lot of listen. Wouldn't be surprised if the Nets or some some team playoff ready is asking for a guy that can play in the playoffs. Sixers have just moved on. Saw players get better. You, then they're too deep at guard. You see what happened. Jaden Springer's gotten better. Isaiah Joe's gotten better. Of course they're going to move these guys ahead. Then you got DeAnthony Melton, who just came off the. Uh, they got him, and you know, in the trade, like it's stacked. It's too stacked for Cork Mines. I think Cork Mines definitely gets traded somewhere down the line. Those are all, and then this is talk about teams that could get involved. Like Utah could get involved. New York. Utah, Philly, those are all teams that get involved with Brooklyn. Uh, L.A. could even get involved with, with a multi, try to get Kyrie Irving. You know, uh, Utah and New York, because of the Donovan Mitchell situation, that is looking like it's written in stone, but what other teams are being implicated to try to make this work? And these are all teams that are looking to trade for people. Who knows who else could get involved? Washington is trying to make a run. Maybe the Wizards get involved to try to get another player somewhere in that, you know. So the teams I'm telling y'all that you could watch for all to be connected could be Portland, Utah, because Portland always wanted uh, Monty Stiebel. They always have showed interest in Monty Stiebel. That's the one. T- Houston's another team showing, like, is that going to happen? Would, it, would Houston get involved to bring Bledsoe and Durant to Philadelphia? Could that happen? Which would be super huge. That would be uh, unbelievably huge. If, if Philadelphia gets a, a um, somehow makes a trade where a lot of people leave, but you get Eric Bledsoe and Kevin Durant out the deal. Philadelphia can just go ahead and get some bench players. Patrick Beverly is a guy that could definitely be in Philadelphia. Marquise Morris has expressed his interest. And you got guy. Then, then like I said, you got uh, De'Anthony Melton is still there. Daniel House is still there. You get Marquise Morris, say you lose Niang or Reed. You get Marquise Morris, that, that, boom, plug him right in. If they somehow get Eric Bledsoe in the deal. You put Eric Bledsoe with James Harden. What if Milton is gone? You, st- you still got DeAnthony Milton. Um, could Jaden Springer be gone? Well, what if you signed Patrick Be- Beverly? Have him and Milton off the bench. You have Daniel House and Marquise Morris. And then you, you look at, and a lot of people, oh, and I'm saying this on, on behalf of, Notice who I'm saying it could be gone. You know, Springer could be gone. Joe could be gone. I'm putting all this into works. What if all these guys go in this trade? Now, I don't think all of them will be gone, but I'm just saying to think of life without these guys, Philadelphia would still be an elite team. Uh, Michael Foster Jr., Amenu Muhammad, um, Miles Powell. That's a guy I want to talk about. I think Miles Powell is a guy that you keep. Like, he has proven he was a star, a superstar at Seton Hall. He didn't get drafted. Comes to the Delaware Bluecoats and wow, unbelievable! Twenty-two point four points. He's shooting forty-eight percent from the field and forty percent from three. Ninety-one percent from the free throw line. This dude ain't playing. He he's he's exactly what he was. You this is a guy. That's a that's that's another body that could come up to the NBA and be on this team. I think he's ready. I think he is ready. Traveling Queen, another guy. We forget about him. 
These are all guys, and you let Mimenu Muhammad and them guys go to the Blue Coats, do what they do. They got Charlie Brown Jr. These guys are ready. These Charlie Brown Jr. has been, he has NBA experience, has impacted. Miles Powell has NBA experience. Like, Trevlin Queen. Like, these are guys you can put in young guys. You said about, because people go, oh, young talent. Do you know how much young talent we got? Delaware Blue Coats are great at developing players. You got guys in the Blue Coats like Kareem Maine, um, Jerry Brownridge. You know, uh, some guys uh, have, have signed with teams. Shaquille Harrison and, and Braxton Key have been with teams. Don't know if we can sign them. But these are all guys, if we if Philadelphia chose to go after them or, or show some interest, this could be big. Like, like these guys, these guys could be with Philadelphia. These are all good players, young players. Look at, let's talk about the draft part. And I, my next next segment, we're gonna talk NBA draft. My next one, but um, it's gonna start. It, it doesn't matter if you're drafted. I'm just gonna say that big. It does matter, but it doesn't because the only thing that matters is your, is, is your uh, money, guaranteed. You get the guarantee to be on the roster, and get you some money. Pretty soon, only round that's gonna really matter, and I think that now is the first round, because there are players that don't get drafted that are getting drafted player contracts <laughs> then they get two-way deals which puts them in the g league to develop it's really a um it's really a um advantage they get they get you put in the g league to develop and you still uh, have the ability to get brought up you got your one foot in the door one foot out like philadelphia is one of the best has one of the best g league teams in the league Good players, man. I'm telling you, they came out of there. Braxton Keisha, Kill Harrison, Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, Jaden Springer, Jerry Brownridge. So many good players on this team. Charlie Brown Jr., Miles Powell. Like, this this is a real good team. And like I said, watch out for Kareem Maine and Shamari Pines next year in Blue Coats. Like, it's going to be a real competitive team. And I, I, I see Exhibit 10 contracts are for Michael Foster Jr. And, um... Amani Muhammad, but I see both of them making it. If you looked at the uh, summer league, who was the best out of the rookies? Julian Champagne, he's going to be there. He's going to be. He's going to turn out to be a good player. I can't wait to see how he plays. Six eight can shoot the ball. I really want. I can't wait to see him get his time in the G League. But who impressed in the summer league between the three that was signed after the draft? It was Michael Foster Jr. Easily, easily, he showed he could muscle you, take you off the dribble, shoot the three. He showed everything, passing, blocking. He showed everything you're supposed to show in his little time. Every, if he would have played 30 minutes in the summer league, he would have had 20-10 easy every every game. Amanu Muhammad, when he got his time to shine, this man could play. He could he can play defense, jump out the gym, shoot from the outside. I mean, he showed he could shoot that. He's not afraid to shoot that shot. He's only going to get better. So, if coaches from Philadelphia are looking for him, like we need to get this guy to develop him, he can be, you know, I, I, he's going to make, he's going to listen. If he don't get two way, he'll be signed to the Blue Coats with the ability, like Miles Powell, to get a two way contract. Miles Powell signed with the Blue Coats and then got a two way contract from Philly. So that could also happen. These guys, these are young guys who Philadelphia is going to 
develop. Sampagni already has a two-way contract, so they're already focused. The thing is, can Foster Jr. and Manu Muhammad get it? If they make these trades and people leave, they automatically got it because of the you know what's been taken away from their roster. You know, you have to have a certain amount of two-way contracts. You know, so I mean, things can happen. Charlie Brown Jr. can get traded. Miles Powell can get traded. There's some, there's two other names you can put out there. They have two-way contracts. They can all be out of here. All be gone. So, like I said, it's, it's a second round. Of course, it's cool if you get drafted. But you can still... It's not like it used to be back in the days. Oh, the, the Shaquille O'Neal draft. Let's go to the 90s Shaquille O'Neal draft. Larry Johnson drafts. Um, um, Kevin Garnett drafts. Glenn Robinson drafts. Let's just talk about early 2000s even. We need to see LeBron James draft. We can talk about that. None of these drafts had to where if you were, if you didn't get drafted, not to say you couldn't, but it's nine times out of ten that nobody's going to know who you are. Nine times out of ten, nobody's going to even, you're not going to make a team. It's different now. Guys are going in and going back out G League and, and coming to teams. and It's different now. It's different. If you weren't drafted, that you it's time for you to go overseas and come back and they see what you're about. Or you just overseas and that, that's where your money's at, overseas. It's not like that now. You can go overseas, come back, and get you a contract. Easy. That, that's, that's not even a, like a long shot. You go overseas. If you're not drafted, play, come back, go to the G League, do what you got to do, and an NBA team will see you. It's totally different. Totally different now. Um... But to think about this, do I think Kevin? Yeah, I think he becomes a sixer. And that, you know why I say that? I said the same thing. If anybody was on Twitter during the Harden situation, I said Philadelphia going to get Harden. You had Brooklyn people like, he's not going to get it. I, I think that's what I think now. It was all Brooklyn Net fans. You had so many people, Harden's oh, not going to Philly. It's not going to happen. No, they won't do it. I, 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 heard, I heard it. I heard the. The reason why I put it out there, because I heard from the, you know, my sources that they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get hard. It's just they're just waiting for things to follow through. When I heard that, I said, oh, I'm, 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 I'm about to throw this out there. They're just waiting for it to just go down. It's like any set, any minute now, Harden to be a sixer. It's just waiting for it to happen. Everybody's waiting. So that's when I put it out there. Oh, he's getting Bradley Bill. My thing, Philadelphia backed off Bill, even pursuing them hard. Because other deals started coming up. Bradley Beal was, was undecided. And then he became decided. But the only reason Bradley Beal ain't want to include the trade, because Philadelphia backed off once the Kevin Durant situation came up. That situation was just too hard. Like you had to wait for the, the, what Washington wanted. You know, and... Um, it was all Washington, what they wanted. And Philly was like, we're not, okay, we get Bill, but you want all this. And then Bill was taking a long time making his decision. He was, It was a time frame. It was a time frame because it was a lot of deals on the table. Donovan Mitchell came out. They were, uh, to get P.J. Tucker was a big thing for them. Then they went for Daniel House. They, you know, trades, they got Trevlin Queen. They wanted to see this come out now. The Kevin Durant situation. He signed his deal, and immediately the no-trade clause was in there. Like, once Philadelphia backed off, he put that no-trade clause in there. He was like, I'm here. That's it. It just wasn't working out for Philly to make a deal. It wasn't working out at all. And the thing that was coming, and they were steady making deals. 
And then all of a sudden, Bill, since the deal didn't come together, like both parties wanted, Bill signed that no trade clause deal and took his max contract. Like, I'm going to ride out like this. So I was. They both had time frames that wasn't going. But Kevin Durant, all of a sudden, boom, boom. Not only did the Kevin Durant situation pop up, the Kyrie Irving situation popped up, which Philadelphia wasn't really in, really, really wasn't in for Kyrie Irving. But he, he mentioned Philadelphia as a team he would play with. So, of course, they called about it, but they weren't like, nah, man. It, it's too crazy and too difficult with Kyrie. Yeah, they just checked in on the deal. That's all they did. But Durant, oh, yeah. Once MB, the big dog, said, yo, do what you got to do, they had been on that for the longest. It just, I backed off because you just didn't hear no more traction, you know, and, and I actually thought it was over with. I did. I thought it was over with. Until the Travis Scott concert. I said, what is going on? What are they doing out? <laughs> Together? This don't look like the all-star game. Like when he was just the head to head to head. I swallowed a fish face. So I'm going to tell y'all this, man. Yes, it's going down. And I think it's going to happen because once Maury zeroes in on the deal, it's going to happen. And yes, to everybody. So because everybody just so feeling so in love with Tyrese Maxey, man. Do I think he can make a deal without Tyrese Maxey being traded? You know what? Anything is possible. I can't say never. Because this is Daryl Morey. If you get teams involved and somehow can get New Jersey what they want in this multi-team trade without trading Tyrese Maxey, if they can get some stars, they can get some good players, and they can get draft Listen, if they can get some good players and a draft pick, this, this could be different. This could be different. But I don't see that happening right now. I think Tyrese Maxey would be, if anything, if they get anything from anybody else, would be the one player. I think Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris would be the two players that New Jersey would get in this trade. Even if they get the Utah thing, they got all the draft picks possible. If Utah can get, say Philadelphia can get them a draft pick, one draft pick, and then they get like three from Utah. Four, five. I mean, Utah got Utah got enough draft picks to, to 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 spill some. Just so the trade for Donovan Mitchell can also be made, and then what would Utah get back from New York? That is the that is the that is the big deal right there. I I don't I don't I'm really. Would you give a R.J. Barrett? Yeah, they would give up R.J. Barrett. He might be gone. That is it. Or Julius Randle. Who would they want? How does that work? Donovan Mitchell, your all-stars trader. You gave up draft picks. And you got you got to be getting back some players, man. So expect a lot of them young players. Quigley, Grimes. Um... Randall or Barry is going to be gone. Quickly, Grimes, one of them two guys are out of here. They're going to get R.J. Barry, and I think that's the pick because they're looking to go young. They're looking to start over. I think R.J. Barry is that guy that Utah would get. And I'm sorry to say that R.J. Barry will be in Utah. Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson, Julius Randall. Now you got three experienced players on New York. Now it's different. Things are different in New York now. That would make New York totally different. I think R.J. Barrett is out of here. He's gone. It's only a matter of time before he gets traded. 
I can see Cam Reddish going to Utah. Them getting rid of them young guy, getting some vets in here. I mean, for real. So listen, y'all, I'm out. This is Lita Johnson, follow Lita. My next podcast will be about this 2023 NBA draft, which is super, super loaded. I'm out, y'all. Follow Lita. Crowd says so bad. Every finger on the place bleeding to death, call an ambulance.